This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's a very good evening and welcome to the Reds Report, Barnsley FC's longest running podcast. Of course, proud to be associated with the TalkSport Fans Network. As always, joining us. Well, I saw some photos, Ian. It looked more like, you know, Switzerland and Austria than it did sort of Lancashire, but it's been uh, it's been bad up there, hasn't it? Yeah, we've uh, we've still got a bit of snow and ice on the street. Minus seven driving to work this morning. But, you know, we'll get through it. Evening, chaps. Evening. And, of course, also joining us just before he jets off for his uh, mid-winter getaway to a spa where they do mud baths and facials and everything else. It is, of course, Steve. Steve, how are you, mate? I'm very well, sir. I, I saw those are. photos that Ian put on. There were that much white powder. I thought it was Saturday night down Barnsley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lads, I've got a bit of a feeling what sort of episode this will be, but let's, let's just get into it. First of all, two results. Uh, well, Two performances to discuss. Um, the first one um, being, of course, the win um, against Bristol City. Now, uh, sorry, Bristol Rovers. Uh, Devante Cole back back at it, uh, scoring the opener. Uh, Chris Martin equalised before Corey O'Keefe um, mm-hmm. scored the winner. Um, three points is three points, and I think especially this vital stage of the season. It's in a very uncertain month who's coming, who's staying and everything else. So I think it's important to get three points on the board. Um, if you had to, you know, give a grade to the performance, Ian, what would you give that one? Um, well, I think if you listen back to the last one, I'm not, I think for the only the second time this season, I actually predicted the score right. <laughs> I said it'd be tough. I said there'd be one goal in it. It'd be a difficult opponent. And they were. Um, I thought, I thought, just jumping ahead, I think Carlisle were a lot more difficult than we thought they'd be. But uh, Bristol Rovers, yeah, it's funny. Isn't it? I think you talk about both performances and it's symptomatic of the season. And it's this is like what um, Adam Oxley's asked uh, recently is you look at the table, if you were going to say Neil Collins and how's this season gone, you look at the table and a lot of clubs have snatched their hands off for where we are. But the performances haven't blown us away, have they? We're higher up than where we were actually performing. And you can you can look at it from two sides, can't you? 
The positive spin is they didn't collapse after going back one uh, one, and they they they, won, they they saw the game out and won it, which we've struggled to do early in the season. Um, and same against Carlisle, could have been they could have been out of sight, and we turned it around and won a game. That's the positive. The negative is we've not really. I don't think our performances show where we are in the table. We're very open. You don't know what you're going to get on Saturday. And that's the worry. Um, but a win is a win. And you can't beat two home wins in four days, can you? And it's really put us right in the mix when you look at the league table now. Mm. And it's fair to say, isn't it, Steve, that I know we probably know we're capable of better. And we will have a moan later on about, you know, maybe the midfield disappearing or whatever. But actually, you look at other side. You look, for instance, at a Portsmouth that suddenly started to wobble and everything else. Grinding a result out maybe says more about us than the performance does. You know what I mean? Um, against against Bristol, though, Corey O'Keefe. It's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I remember seeing him right at the beginning of the season. I thought, hmm, you know, oh, and then sometimes you think, what is he doing? Um, an important. Winner, and it was also the match that Donovan Pines was announced. Pine signs, yeah, Pine signs. Um, first of all, I know we don't know much about him, but you know he's played hundred games in it's like the second tier of the MLS. He's twenty-five, played a couple of times for the men's international team. Um, can we can we dare we compare this to last year when Bobby Thomas came to us, or is that maybe a step too far? I think he's. I think he's. <laughs> No, I don't think you compare him to Bobby Thomas because Bobby Thomas was used to English football, grown up with English football. Um, I hope that he can he can hit the ground running. I really can, but I, I don't think he's played since is it October or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they have a break. He's, got, that he's got to get match fit. Um, just because he's six foot five, I suppose it's one of them. Into it, it, he'd like to think that he can he can head a head a concrete ball. Don't mean to say he can, but you know what? Let's give the lad a chance, let him get on. I mean, look at Dejivni. His first game, we were absolutely appalling. We were calling for him to be, you know, kick him out at club, drive him out at club, and look at him now. Um, so it just goes to show that, you know, your first your first few games or whatever, um, let's give him a chance, let's have a look, and let's see what he can do and see whether he can adapt to English football, I suppose. Yeah. We combine them anyway. I'll stay with you, Steve. Kyle Isle. If it, it's easy, isn't it, to look at stats and to look at the results? It's plus three points, and I think you have to say it's a welcome three points because we needed to turn that home form around. Performance-wise, maybe not, but the score definitely says that you know it's plus three for Barnsley. Um, shocking, wasn't it? <laughs> I can't find any against any other team. You know I what? think we I, could have been three nil down. I'm not going to swear. I'm going to, you know, keep it nice and calm. It was. Not very good, was it? Let's be honest. Let's be, that first half, that first half, I've watched seven-year-old kids playing football on a Sunday morning play better football. Couldn't pass a ball. Um, I can't believe people were slagging Roberts off. Yeah, he made a mistake and they scored from it. How many times has Roberts saved us when he's played this season? Absolutely idiots. Absolute idiots saying anything like that. Um if you look at both games overall, actually, you can look at quite a number of games this season. First and foremost, personally, I think it's a poor league this year. 
I don't yeah. think it's anywhere near the standard it was last year. If it had been, there's no way on God's earth would we have been fifth. We'd have been possibly mid-table, even bottom half. Um, we are we are grinding results out, but again against Carlisle, you know Carlisle came and they frightened us to death that first half. They should have been three four. They should have been out of sight, absolutely out of sight, because some of our players. Yet again, and I'm, I'm not going to name. I'm sick of saying them. Everybody knows who they are, and yet some of them, some people keep thinking that they're phenomenal and the best player we've got. Um, there were nowhere, absolutely nowhere. They weren't putting tackles in. The passing were diabolical, absolutely kid stuff. It was shocking. Um, so that was your first half. Second half, they came out. Um, he made changes straight away, which I thought was good. Um, as much as I know you like O'Keefe, apart from scoring goal against Bristol Rovers, he did bugger all. He lost ball more times than anybody else. But I'm not going to argue weird about him because I don't like him anyway. Um, I thought that were a, a good positive change by Collins. Um, uh, Herbie Kane, I thought, had a decent second half. And I'm not a big Herbie Kane fan, as you know. But he did. I owe my hand up. He had a decent second half. Lovely penalty. Um so, yeah, so, again, we got three points when we shouldn't have done. Really shouldn't have got three points out of that game. But you look at where we are now and you think, wow, how? Yeah, That's all, yeah. I, can, that's all I can say. How are we fifth with the standard of football that is being played by all teams, but also the standard of football that we're playing? Because let's be honest, it's not... And everybody who says, you know, it's... I mean, you listen to commentary and... I'm not. I'm not going to mention any names because it it boils my piss to be quite honest. But some of the stuff that they say on iFollow, I think they must be. I'm sure they're watching a different game. Either that, or there's somebody stood behind them just keep giving them ten quid. Says something positive about Phillips as twenty quid. Here, there's another twenty quid. Says something else because it's a joke, absolute joke. I'm just just on about that second half, um, Ian. Um, I and I tweeted it as well. I. Said yesterday to Adam Oxley, I think when we needed leaders on the pitch, um, I thought I thought Kane and Williams. I think Williams with that run that he made, and then I think I know we've been hard on him. He's been put in a position that's naturally not his. Look at the pace; he goes past one, you know, and um, you know he, 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 he plays he plays Devante calling and Kane as well. Not only the penalty, but. There's, there's being frustrated, isn't it, where things are not going away, or there is a leader that tries to change things and tries to g people up. Um, <clears throat> there were players missing. What, what were your thoughts? Because I, th I thought, because we often pick people out saying, I thought Kane and Williams actually, when we needed, they dug deep and delivered, not just an assist and a goal, but on the pitch and, and sort of, I suppose, is it man management on the pitch? What would you call it? Was there anybody else that stood out for you or? Well, I think first and foremost, the, the thing that come into my mind is we got away with one big time. Um, like we said, was it um, was it Portsmouth or Peterborough that were three? Was it Portsmouth that were three up in seventeen minutes or something when they come to Oldwell that time? That that could have been similar, but by Carlisle oh, yeah, easily, easily, yeah. And it, I messaged you guys and said uh, a mate at work who's a Blackpool fan said they came to Bloomfield Road the other month and they looked awful. They looked like the bubble had burst of promotion. I thought this could be quite a straightforward game and it was anything but. So, and we're right to 
call players out when they don't play well, but we're right to praise them as well. And I think Kane has been, by and large, has improved his performances. Uh, I've said this, and, and, and coincidental when Connell's come back, but or since that interview with uh, Adam Oxley, he's, he's you know, and he's he's been Player of the Month or something like that for yeah. the EFL, and and it's just and, and it's I think it's justified. It's fair play. Um, he seems to have got his act together by and large, um, and he's influentially scoring and he's assisted. Um, Williams, we've said all season, whether it's square pegs, round holes, he's not in the right position, but he's just he has he has been poor, and I'd have took his captain armband off him as well. But I think, like you say, a few of them rose. Uh, rose up and stood up to be counted. And we've mentioned Kane and Williams, and I think it, it was enough to get us over the line, really. Yeah. Um, so credit to them. Whether that, I mean, I think uh, I think Collins had said something like he did worry would there be a bit of a reaction after beating Bristol Rovers? Would we have a bit of a dip? Cold night, you know. But everybody was off. That was the problem. You can get away with it when, a, when two or three are off, but they were all off. Uh, but luckily. Uh, a couple stood up in second half and we just got over the line and we try and move on to Saturday now. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about something that we, we have talked about a lot and this is this plan A, B, C, um, Collins' plan. Because um, I, 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 I messaged you both during the match. I listened to the Carlisle commentary and bought a match pass. It was Chris Lumsden, by the way, the ex-Barnsley player. That was the, the match summariser for him. I remember him, yeah. Yeah, and, and and he said, like I said to you, Carlisle are loving this. Barnsley are booting the ball forward and our defence is picking it up every time. It's very dimensional going forward at Barnsley and the only dimension, and that's the dimension Carlisle can easily cope with. There's no worries for our back line of Devante Cole running at them because the Barnsley midfield has been nullified. And I thought, spot on. It was their local BBC that did the commentary and I like listening to the other commentary sometimes to see what they make of Barnsley and um, a few times they were saying, he can't be happy with this. Surely he has to tactically change it. Bit of a risk, wasn't it? Because, you know, we could have been 3-0 down, but he didn't change anything. Steve, is that an experienced manager? That says, give me give me 15 minutes at halftime and I'll make some changes and we've got 45 minutes to turn this around. Is it stubbornness? Is it good man management? What is that? Because everybody could see that call... The work rate cannot be denied. But if you keep playing it high and he's got two defenders around him, he's never going to be doing anything. And that's all we really did. Our midfield was non-existent. Do you think there could have been a plan B earlier, uh, introduced earlier, or change of personnel? Or, or do you stick and say, actually, what he did was right. Waited for the 15 minutes at half-time, got into him, made some changes, and he turned it around. I still don't think he's got a plan B, to be quite honest. Um. I've I've yet to work out, and again, people are going to say, "Look at where we are in table." Yeah, I know where we are in table. I'm trying to work out what style of football he wants to play, because at one at one minute we tippy tappy at back, comes into midfield, we play it backwards, we play it sideways, we play it backwards, we play it sideways, and then next minute it's boom, big ball up. When you've got players like McAtee and and, and Cole on pitch. They're not. Neither of them are brilliant headers, headers of the ball. The neat ball to feed. So you know, Cole calls one of these strikers. He does nothing for eighty nine minutes, and then all of a sudden he'll come up with an amazing finish into far corner. And what more can you ask for? Mm. But if you don't give him that service, oh, old record here, he 
if you don't give him that service, yeah, he looks poor. You give him that service, and he actually looks like an half decent striker. Um, so I've, I'm still to work out what sort of style of football Collins is is trying to bring and trying to impose. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm single somebody out from from Carlisle then. Callum Styles. Callum Styles was shocking. But when he brought on, he moved Styles into midfield and he still didn't do out. There's people on Twitter slagging Connell off saying he's having a poor season. What? What are you watching? What are these people watching? It's Connell who's holding others. Yeah, he might not be 100% match fit, but he, he, he dropped a ball of a defence onto McAtee running forward. It was absolutely sublime. It was sort of ball that PLO used to play. And Jan so Mulby. I, and Jan, Jan Mulby, right player that. 25 stone, but didn't have to move, did he? Not wrong with that. Uh, it just makes you think some of our fan base are either either they don't know about football, and I'm not saying I'm, you know, it's my opinion, you don't like it, don't listen. <clears throat> but some of them are just so far off mark. I don't I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Pines has come in now and I saw a, a, one of these poll things about who would you who would you play? I saw your reaction. Oh, you, you saw it, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> what? We were slagging McCart off before Christmas. Now he's he's, he's wonderful and we'll play Dejivni De Pines and McCart. What grow up? Lapata's sat on bench was probably the best of the two of them, him and Dejivni, before he got his injury, and he can't get back inside. Why not? Yeah, and, and obviously Shepard got in ahead of him. And, and Which Shepherd, don't make sense. At, at Bristol Rovers looked, you know, looked, I thought, looked, looked good. Came back, you know, not being not being around the first team, but not at many minutes at all. And I thought, oh, look at him. And I'll be honest, I had a fiver on him to score a goal. And yeah. I, I looked at the rules to see if an own goal would count because that looked more likely than yeah. ever bombing forward. Well, it's the, it's, it's the left foot thing, isn't it? People are going to say, well, on that left-hand side at back three, you want somebody with a left foot. Why? You want somebody who knows what they're doing. You want somebody who can defend. Yeah. Lapata were outstanding beginning of season. Yeah. We've all been crying out for Williams to go back to playing as a right wing-back or a right-back. He's not a centre-half. He's made more mistakes than you can shake a stick at. Yeah. Lapata's fit. So why is Lapata not pl not playing? Williams pushed at sight. And when Pines comes in, I don't know which foot. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in, you reds. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 
don't know if he's right-footed, left-footed, or what he is, Pines. But for me, our, our strongest back three, by far, would be Lapata de Givny and probably this Pines guy. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, another subject then, Ian. Um, us, us three, for sure, and, and many, many Barnsley fans have, have fallen foul of breaking a cardinal football rule. And that is, you know, you never fall in love with any of your lone players. Um, <laughs> now, we know Robertson's probably staying till the end of the season. And I heard today, I don't know how official it is, but it looks like McAtee is staying as well to the end of the season. And I, I don't want to use the word lifesavers, but I'd love to know the table and where we will be without John McAtee goals and without the saves that, that Roberts has done. So, fantastic signings for a season, isn't it? What does that mean for our long term as a project, though? Because are these players that are going to get us to League One, uh, sorry, to the Championship, hopefully, and then a, a bit like Eistat did, and then go and play for another club and we're looking for something again? Or do we just enjoy it while they're here and we'll see what, what, what happens come May? Yeah, it, in some respects, it's very short termism. Um, because we knew, for instance, Bobby Thomas would only sign if he was a cha- if we were a championship club. Harry Eisted was happy to sign, but not all of it. You know, you look at like McAtee, it, his parent club is a Premier League club. And even if they drop down into the championship, they're going to be a very good championship club next season. So you, you, you kind of think he's not going to want to, as much as he might enjoy it here, he's not going to probably sign permanently or we can't even afford him. Whereas Roberts, I'm not sure. Might, there might be more chance of Roberts unless he plays that well that other bigger championship clubs go, oh, he's all right, we'll snap him up. So it's very short-termism. You've got to live for the moment, and you? Like we did last for the last six months of last season when the uh, low needs come in at, in January. Um, I think it's quite slim chances of taking any of these on permanently. Um but then, in some respects, it's good business in the short term because if if they give, if they're good signings and they give you the momentum like McAtee has, like Roberts has, then you could say, well, that's good scouting, that's good use of the loan system. But we want people permanent who are who are good enough to get us promoted, don't we? That's I think the that's a, that's problem with Roberts, isn't it? We know he's a good keeper, um, but when he was out with his injury, kill it comes in and he did an all right job but he's fantastic you know, one-on-one any roberts yeah one-on-one. decision you making yeah, yeah. You, you can you can absolutely um you know put your mark well almost put your mortgage on him in saving a one-on-one um he is that good uh but like you say the trouble is they get injured and and the, the standard then for the reserve keeper is a bit of a drop in it i think that's the worry that's main worry for me at minute would be Goalkeeper, what have we got? If when Roberts, if when Roberts goes back, hopefully it won't be what end of the season, like you say. But is have they got things in place, or are they looking now to replace him? Because yeah. that's it's we're going to struggle otherwise. I think because you look, we lost two good keepers in the summer. I mean, you look at Brad Collins, and I know sometimes he come in for a bit of a stick. Usually he's kicking and stuff, but he's. Playing every week for Coventry, you're in playoffs of the championship. So he's made that step up. He is a good enough kid. Mark Robbins is picking him every week. He played in that game that when they beat Leicester last Saturday. So we've lost two very good keepers, and it's hard to it's hard to fill that gap, isn't it? But um, 
you're right. You hope that the club are looking, and it's like with the contracts with Cole, people like that, that you're looking ahead and thinking, right, Roberts isn't our player. Um, I think his contract might be up in the summer. We need to be looking at having conversations with them now to see whether Middlesbrough A will sell him and B can we nip him before another championship club gets him, gets him. You've got to be you've got to be at least six twelve months ahead of yourself, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and Steve, I mean, I, I said in the intro, I mean, it is it is January. There's what 10, 12 days or whatever left of this this transfer window. If nobody leaves and nobody comes in, are we? Have we got enough? quality stroke players to consolidate where we are, push on and be in that mix come Blackpool away in May? Uh, well, and April. Huh. Um, the look, let's let's just say that the look we're having at the minute is very good. So you'd like to think that we are going to be in mix. However, there is going to come a time where we play as badly as we are playing and somebody's going to absolutely knock us out at park. And that'll be when bubble will burst for us and we could end up dropping out at top six, top eight. So whether we can keep this momentum going, because let's face it, we're in a fantastic position, I know we are, by playing pretty poor football. Which is annoying, really, because we know we've got players that have got talent. We know we've got players that, that can do can do a good job in first division, probably even in championship. And they're just not performing. Because as soon as they do... We could go on. We could quite easily go on a run, looking at the standard of other teams around us. We could go on a run at, you know, we could overtake Portsmouth. Daft as it as it sounds, it's that close now. We just need to keep winning and winning and winning, and we could do that. Whether we will or not is a completely different matter. But we need we need two or three players. Whether they loan loans to get us up. But then we'll struggle because we haven't got a good enough team for championship nowhere near. And, and is it fair to say, Ian, that we've also got players that maybe could benefit to get minutes with other clubs? I mean, if you look at, um, you know, we've just bought Pines. We, Steve just discussed. I mean, we've got a you know, decent set of, of you know defenders to, to choose from. Cundy is not mentioned. McCarthy's obviously gone on loan to Swindon for the end of the season. You're looking at a you know a, a Josh Benson. Uh, Wolf. I mean, there's, there's Marsh. There's, there's quite a few players, isn't there, that at one point featured and now don't feature that much to ease the wage load and 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 I suppose for the long term benefit. Do these need some minutes elsewhere, or because we're just carrying them really, aren't we? Like they're not really. Like when's the last time Benson had a couple of minutes on the pitch and you thought, oh, because he's not really making a name for himself. Marsh, all that with the FA Cup when we brought him in and he started. I think against Horsham in the replay, I don't think he's played since. I don't think he's been in the squad. It 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 just seems that we, we seem to carry a lot of players and paying a lot of wages for players that we don't see. Is this a good opportunity to maybe see if they can get football elsewhere? I think so, yeah. Um, I think Collins has had a look at all of them because Marsh was in the squad uh, August, September. Certainly August because he came off the bench in a few games. Um, so he's seen him, he's had a look at him. Um, I agree. I just I think there's a few players that are a bit of a much of a muchness that I don't think they're going to be championship material or they're not showing it. Uh, and they might be all right, League One players. Um, but while we're paying them, um, 
get them out on loan because you can always re recall them. You can always bring them back if we have an injury crisis or anything. Get them play. Get them because it's not only like playing and confidence. It's it's match fitness as well, isn't it? If if we suddenly had a couple of defenders go down and you had to bring somebody in, they've not played for months. They're going to be really rusty, aren't they? So it makes sense to. Um, ship a few out and just look, go, go away, lads. Go, go and have a, a good few months, see how it, how it happens. They did it with Moon, didn't they? And Moon had a great time at Burton and then sold. We got some money for him. So, um, yeah, definitely. We can't have, just have him warming the bench, can we? No. Um, Steve, next up then, um, two, two away matches against teams higher than us. Stevenage, Oxford, interesting both. What I've wondered, um, I was looking back because obviously I'm still at work, so I, I watch a lot of interviews. Um, the Valerian Ismail era and Valerian Ismail and Duff, in a way, never really veered away from how we wanted to play. And it didn't matter if we'd played Man City in a cup or, or, or York City, we were very much about the press, lots of people forward. Blah, blah, blah. We saw that. In the first 15, 20 minutes against Bristol Rovers at home, very much that high press. They could hardly get to the ball. And then we play um, Carlisle and it sort of disappears again. Is that is that a player thing? Is Do you think, does it feel that sometimes maybe Collins is too worried about the opposition and we try and, we try and stop what they offer rather than imposing our play onto them? Because... You know, at Stevenage, we were one nil behind. I know we turned it round. Uh, McAtee and Kane scored, and we won two one when we played them at home, which was only in December. But I suppose six points, six playoff points up for grabs if we're serious about going up in May. So, should we stick more to our own game plan, whatever the game plan might be, or do you feel that sometimes he he tries to maybe nullify the opposition before playing his own game? I think we 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 desperately need a game plan. I think we desperately need uh, a style of football that we can hang on to that we can we can sort of impose on other teams. Um, you look at all your top teams, and they have a style of play. You know how Pep's going to set up. You know how Pep's going to play. You know how Jurgen Klopp's going to play. It's that sort of thing, and. Yeah, you, you you do get found out by other teams, of course you do, but you don't adapt as much as we do to how other teams play. You you, you tweak things if you if you've got your first eleven or or your first sixteen squad, you know what them players are, are can do and are capable of. So you don't have to change it to the extent that we do. I don't think you tweak it a little bit. And whether that's just down to his inexperience, lack of knowledge, I've no, I, I don't know. I don't know what it, what you would say it is. But I think he, I think he does think too much about what other teams are doing. He needs to concentrate on us for me. Set out a style of play he wants to play, and rather than just doing like for like substitutions and you know substitutions in the last 15, 20 minutes, which are neither use nor ornament. Look at maintaining that style of play, but maybe we're a different formation. So you change from from five three two or whatever three five two back to a back four, and you look at still playing that same style of football, but with a slightly different formation. But at the minute, I I, th I think he's still finding his feet. Um, I'm, I'm not saying you know Collins out or all this sort of thing, 
but I do think that the the position we're in in the league, it, it you know it covers a multitude of cracks that I think we've still got in club. How important is the next two? How, how important are the next two matches, Ian? Because it's a measure, isn't it? We keep saying, and 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 Adam said it yesterday uh, on 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 football heaven against the better teams or the teams higher up than us. Not necessarily better, I suppose. The table doesn't lie. Um, we've we've struggled. Now we've got two in a row. We've come up. We're on a ten match unbeaten run. There is nothing more in our favour, probably, than the form we're in. And that sounds really silly after narrowly escaping losing 3-0 against Carlisle. But how important are these two matches? Because, you know, others above us are stuttering a little bit. Is it Bolton that's still got a game in hand? Um, are they FA Cup yeah. coming up as well, I believe? Yeah, they're, they're going to have a massive... Well, they did. They got knocked out against Luton, didn't they, the other, the yeah. other night? And then they're in that rustic car cup away at Blackpool as well. So they've, they've got a fixture problem. Um, the Chelten, I think the Cheltenham game where they're, they're one of their fans, Bolton fan, passed away uh, during the game yeah. is next week as well. They've rescheduled it really quickly. So they are going to have a problem. Um, in terms of the two games, they are, they're a massive yardstick. I think um, I think what's going for us is they're away from home and I think we're better away from home. We're set up better away from home. Um, two tough games, real yardstick about are we serious, top six, um, we'll only know after these two away games. Um, I feel more comfortable as being away than being at Oakwell. Um, Stevenage have gone off a boil a little bit. I think we've got a good chance there. Oxford's always a tough place to go. Um, I'd take four out of six, I think. Well, I mean, I'd love six out of six, but I think four out of six won't be bad because you've got to realise in the next four games, it's not just Stevenage and Oxford. We've got a home game then with Exeter, which should be winnable. And then away to Bolton. So three away, tough away games out of the next four. Maybe, but it would just be typical of our season so far that we get really good three away performances or good results and then balls it up at home to Exeter, isn't it? Like we nearly did against Carlisle. Um, I have to ask before Steve starts packing his... Uh, his oh, back. Back, mate. Ready, ready to Mankini. go. Ready to go. Mankeen is in. G-string, everything. Is your, have, you, have you packed your leather thong? He's wearing too it warm, now. Too warm for leather. Too warm for leather. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to go uh, au naturel. Au naturel, some coconut oil. Just keep rubbing it in. Not telling you where I'm rubbing it in, but well, it's ordinary. <laughs> with, that, with that vision in mind, Beautiful. Steve. Beautiful. Steve. I run about the head, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen, it's away. Result and first Barnsley goal scorer if there is one. Stevenage away, I think will be difficult because obviously we beat them up here, but not that long ago. Um, I'm going to go two one, and I hope, please, that if he plays, and I hope he does, that Luca Connell gets a goal because I think he wants one. I think he needs one to get him, get him going again. Ian. Um. Although I think it'll be tough, I fancy us 2-0 and McAtee. Yeah, um, the home match was McAtee and Kane. Um, I'll, I'll go 3-1. Um, <laughs> just for a change. Just for a change. Because it's my favourite score, thanks to the Andersley Reds. Um, 
I'll I'll go with Devante Cole. I think Cole will, um, you know, he, 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 he's in one of those patches again, isn't he, where he forgets for so many and then he lets Makati have a bit and then... Um, and and yeah, let's see. We'll we'll not talk about Oxford because it's it's far too far. When we meet next week and Steve is back and all tanned and everything else, um, how many points extra will we have on the board, Steve? Three. I'll go four. So are you not? Are you missing both games? Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, I'll go four. Yeah. I don't think we'll get out at Oxford. Personally, I, 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 if we're going to go into it, I, I think it's a draw, but I think Kane will score because Oxford, but yeah. Um, Steve, enjoy your golfing trip. Don't forget to I come will. back. Don't forget uh, to come back. I might. Who and, knows? And, it's too and, cold and you, outside. And, and you know the rule no more than 50 quid on souvenirs for myself and Ian. You know that, when you don't don't spend yeah. any more. All right. And what goes on on tour stays on tour. It certainly <laughs> does. I certainly, <laughs> I'm going to bring one of them wooden. Wooden penis bottle openers that you can buy. Oh, that's oh, not here. It's downstairs. Yeah, I've got a creep one. Lovely. Uh, Ian, you're back at work tomorrow. Yes, but it's Friday, so all good in the world. Very good, lads. Uh, we'll meet again next week, and uh, let's see how far our predictions were off this week. You have been listening to the Reds Report. We will be back next week. Happy holiday, Steve. Good luck at work tomorrow, Ian, and uh, thank you for listening. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. UN, UREDS at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.